Welcome to So Here's the Thing, the podcast for small business owners, entrepreneurs, and creative educators who are ready to take their business to the next level. Through candid conversations, tactical approaches, and a few unpopular opinions, we're lifting the veil on what it takes to build both a life and a business that you love. I'm your host, Leila Amati, a coach for creatives and founder of the Creative Educator Academy, where I help entrepreneurs step into the role of industry leaders and educators. I'm so glad that you're here. Now let's jump into today's episode. Hey friends, welcome back to the show. Today we are being joined by the one and only Shanna Skidmore. Shanna is actually a former Fortune 100 financial advisor turned business consultant for creative entrepreneurs. So she's here to help us with all things finances. For the past 15 years, she has been working in finance, helping entrepreneurs around the world make more money and then manage it well. During that time, she's unlocked the blueprint to building a profitable and sustainable business designed to align with the life you love and the life that you want to live. And now she teaches that formula to as many business owners as possible. And this week, her blueprint model course is open for enrollment. So as you're listening to this episode, if any of this resonates with you, I really want to encourage you to pop over to the show notes and take a look at what Shanna's got to offer. She is incredible. I've actually taken education from her myself, so I'm really excited to have her on the show. All right. I am so excited to have Shanna on the show today because gosh, it feels like we've been friends forever. And I feel like I've been really lucky to know her well, but we actually didn't meet until um, just, I guess it was almost three years ago. We were at another conference and we met, we, we were both on the educator lineup. And we just hit it off so well that she was generous enough to have me come attend the Blueprint Summit, which is her conference. Um, And we'll talk all about all the things that Shanna offers like throughout the show because they're amazing. But I got to go and hang out with her in Nashville, not Nashville. Wow. In where, where did we go? Pigeon Forge? Pigeon Forge. (laughs) Like um, not the cool parts of Tennessee, (laughs) but so amazing. I thought it was pretty cool because Dolly, you know, Dolly country, all things Dolly. And I got to get to know you so well and to see the amazing community that you built. So I am pumped to bring you into our community here and have you kind of share a lot about you and all the things that you do with, with all of our listeners and with me. So I'll kick it over to you, Shanna. Tell us all about yourself, your journey as an entrepreneur and as an educator for other business owners. Okay. Thanks, darling. Laylee, I think you're so wonderful. Thanks for having me on the show. Thanks for coming. Uh, you at Blueprint Summit was the best. I'm Shanna Skidmore. I help creative entrepreneurs make money and then manage it well. I used to be a Fortune 100 financial advisor. So that's what I did right out of college. I did that for five years. Um, I have a degree in finance and psychology and art which is hilarious. I always joke that I just couldn't figure it out. But now, isn't that so perfect for what I do? It's literally, it's like the perfect set of degrees for what you do. That's amazing. It's hilarious. People are like, you just couldn't decide. It's like, these are all the things that I love. And now I talk a lot about the behavioral finance with the psychology side of money with artists. So it's the best. So I did that for five years and then got married and my husband, um, we moved to Atlanta, Georgia for him to get a second degree. So I was hired on by a private equity firm. I always say like Shark Tank, but not Shark Tank. So for a startup fashion designer. So I did all the operations and finance. So that was kind of my move from personal finance world into the corporate finance world. And that's where I started seeing that 
well, first of all, they don't teach business in art school. And a lot of entrepreneurs have this craft and this skill, but don't necessarily feel confident in the business side, especially the money side. And uh, finance is a male-dominated industry. I'm a female. So a lot of opportunity just to talk about money with women, especially, so they don't feel intimidated. A lot of people feel intimidated sitting down with a finance professional. So I saw this need, but I didn't exactly know how to do it. So I don't know if you know this lately, but I actually started pursuing kind of like the traditional path of going into private equity. So I was going to get my MBA. And that's when I started doing um, floral design on the side with a big floral designer out of Atlanta, Georgia. And, um, and so I was getting this degree on the side, thinking I was going to do private equity, working with floral design. And all these people just kept asking me to help them with their business. Amy, who I was working with in Atlanta, just had a lot of business owner friends in the industry. And they were like, what are, what are you doing? Who's helping you? And they were, she was like, Shanna, Shanna, Shanna. So Amy really kicked off my career. And so I would just meet people for coffee. They would buy my meals. They would give me Starbucks gift cards. I mean, I just was doing anything and everything. And I just was soaking it all up for a year. Like, what can I help people with? What do they really need? And, and I ended up not getting my MBA and opening my own consulting firm in the, at the end of 2013, almost nine years ago. And it just took off. I mean, I found this niche and something that I uniquely could do and solve and had a lot of great testimonials. I mean, I got a lot of good results and it just, from there, just exploded. So I love it. I help people every single day, just feel more confident in their finances. And it's such a gift to get to help people do that. I love that so much. And I love that your story didn't, you didn't just like jump into being like, you know, this is what you want to do. I feel like so often people are still kind of searching for what they want and trying different things out. And I love that you did that too. Um, and I really, I love hearing about how you really like shifted things in your mindset too. It sounds like between like, okay, do I want to pursue something more creative? Do I want to pursue something more, you know, traditional? And you found like a really nice balance. It sounds like. Yeah, it was, this, it was this really neat moment of, I didn't know. I still sound like the first five years of my business. I feel like I still didn't know exactly what to call myself because there wasn't this job title. You know, there wasn't really business consultants back then in this industry for sure. And so I was working at a private equity firm while I was working with floral design. And I remember the moment it happened. They said that I would be traveling Monday through Thursday to meet with clients across the world and that I would be home on the weekends. And I just was like, that doesn't align with my life values. And I just thought, what if I could start my own consulting company, you know, and what if I, and it's interesting you know, I started doing virtual from day one because I thought, how, why can't we just meet anywhere and everywhere? And sometimes we meet in person, but my business started virtually. And yeah, it just became this beautiful way of creating a job, essentially, that aligned with what I wanted my life to look like. And that's what I now teach like every single day. I love it so much. I love when people can create something that doesn't exist yet and really lean into it. And I love that you were virtual before it was like the thing that you had to do. <laughs> exactly. So how nice is that? Although I always say, I always tell Tim, my husband, I'm always like, you know, I had all these tools for virtual coaching and consulting and all of that before it became the thing that you had to do. And now I'm paying like triple the price for everything that I used yeah. to be the only person that used. It felt like anyway, that's such yeah. a first world problem, but it's funny to think about. Software is like my second biggest expense in my business. Yeah. 
It's insane, but it's so cool. It's so cool that you can then kind of build the life that you want to live, which is what we talk about here on the show all the time. Like building a business that you love so that you can have a life that you love. It's just so important. So, all right, let's talk about finances. Everyone I'm sure is so excited to talk about this. Um, (laughs) I do think, I think people are getting more and more excited about talking about financial goals and financial planning in their creative small businesses, because like you said, it's not something that a lot of people talk about. And so I think that a couple of things, one, I love that you're so transparent. I love that you're so open and you're so willing to kind of meet your students, your clients where they're at in order to help them really thrive. But also just that you're so knowledgeable and you're bringing in like a whole other like careers worth of knowledge into this, into this field. So that's so cool. So what maybe like kick us off with like an, like one easy way to stay on track for your financial goals as a business owner, especially for those who are trying new things and trying to add new services. And like, I know for me, I have like six or seven legs of my business. Like I have six or seven revenue streams. And so if I was looking back at like I wish I had met you nine years ago when I started my business, because I feel like you would have saved me so much headache and heartache. I say, like, I think that all the time, like, why didn't I have Shannon in my life when I started, but what would you like, what, what's something that people can do that's easy to stay on track for their financial goals? I love that. Layla. that is the number one thing I hear from everyone. I wish that I had had you at the beginning of my business. And then it's funny because I have people say, is it too early in my business to work with you? I'm like, let's set the foundation. So the number one thing that I would recommend for anyone at any stage in business is to know your financial need, both personally and in the business. So I call this, you you know, like I call this your enough number. It's not necessarily a financial goal. Um, It's like a baseline. We need to know what you have to have to keep your personal finances running and your business finances running. So what are the necessary expenses? I, I always know this number because it honestly gives me peace of mind. It gives me peace of mind. If I try something new and it totally flops, it gives me peace of mind that, you know, we can pay our bills at home and eat some food, even if it's just ramen noodles. But, you know, like I want to know what, what do I have to have? I meet so many entrepreneurs, especially a lot that come maybe from a corporate, a previous corporate job. And they feel like their first financial goal has to be to replace their corporate salary. And I'm like, that's a great goal, but why? Like that's so much pressure. Let's just first, like it takes so long. Like I mentioned before, I took an entire year where I say, I just kind of threw spaghetti on the wall. I did anything and everything. I mean, I was sweeping floors for a hundred dollars a week, like in order to make that enough number, I would do anything, but I knew exactly what I had to make. And that gave me freedom and flexibility to figure out what I was passionate about, what I was great at, what the market needed. And so I would say, just know your baseline first. You can set goals above and beyond that. But if you just start with that small number, for some people, it can be big, but if you start with that, it gives you a lot of flexibility and freedom. Does that, does that make sense? Like helpful with starting and launching new things or new revenue streams or whatever, but like, what do we have to make? Let's start there. I am obsessed with this piece of advice because I, I actually, it made me like flashback to when I was a teacher and I was leaving teaching and Tim and I sat down and I was like, okay, 
I don't make enough as a photographer because I was doing photography at the time. I was like, I don't make enough to replace my teacher's salary. I just don't. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not to say like I can't eventually, but we sat down and we were like, okay, what do I need to contribute in order to pay our mortgage and in order to pay our bills? And and nobody was talking about that. So I love this advice. And I think it's so important, especially even if you are like, let's say you're full-time in your business now. I look back to when I launched my first course and I kind of did the same thing. I was like, how many clients do I need to not take in order to have the time to create and launch a course and then work with my course students? Yes. And in addition to that, like if I'm foregoing that client income, how much money will I need to bring in other, like in other places? So it's kind of like a puzzle. Yeah. I just feel like business is, I was, it's like the, the tortoise in a hair. Like business is a longevity game. And so often people get discouraged if they're not hitting these big numbers, like really fast. And I'm like, it takes time. Like business is longevity. I wish more people could give themselves the grace to like, let it build up, you know, like it gets better and better over time. And I think so, so often we get discouraged. Like if we're not making that money or if you're working part-time and still doing like it's a side hustle, it's not going to bring in the same money as somebody working full-time. So just like, what are those bare minimums at first? And then you can start adding in the goals. What do we want to hit? Where do we want to go? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Okay. So that's a great advice for keeping us on track. Um, where do you see most people getting tripped up when it comes to really taking control of their financial goals? Like, do you see common Red yes. flags, common pitfall. I'm sure you do. I'm sure you see a commonality in that. And I'm excited to hear about it. I see so many, I always say and patterns, you know, what's the beauty of working in finance for 15 years now. And I worked with business owners in personal finance before I moved to corporate finance as well. So I've worked with thousands of business owners and it's the same, like the patterns are the same, which is why, which we'll talk about in a second. I ended up writing my course, the blueprint model, but spending Spending is the number one pitfall. And um, I see, especially right now, a movement towards um, kind of reinvesting in your business, Mm -hmm. termed reinvesting. But before that was a thing, it was um, business write-offs. So that's a business (laughs) write-off. So that's that's fine. It's a business write-off. Or now it's, you know, I'm just reinvesting in the business. I'm like, that is great. That is fine. But we all need spending parameters. Years ago, I I always said like budget's a six-letter curse word. So I call it a spending plan. Like Mm. let's start it into a yes. So I have a spending plan at home for, I have a house cleaner because that keeps me sane. And, you know, just so many things that are luxuries and things I'm so grateful for. We couldn't do in the beginning, but we have a spending plan for that. You know, we, in the business, we have a spending plan for education, professional development. So what I see people get really tripped up in is spending and just kind of, not knowing where their money's going, filling out their bleeding cash. And I'm like, let's just make a plan for spending. And then you'll feel so much better saying, yes, I can invest in that course. Yes, I can go on that trip or go to that conference because you have a plan. So spending. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah, sure. yeah. Oh my gosh. I can totally see that being such such a like pitfall for a lot of people, because you do, especially once you start making money, I I will say like, I'm going to out myself here. I remember in the beginning, I'd be like, Oh, that's a big number in my bank account. And I don't really have a plan for it. It's just sitting there. Like, what do I do with it? And I was like, well, I can go on this retreat or I can, you know, invest in this. And I don't regret any of those early investments, but I sure wish I had known like 
what else I could be doing with it and like how else I could be spending it. So I could see how spending would be something that would get a lot of people kind of tripped up in that, in that financial goal setting trajectory. Like I'm like, yeah. You know, Laylee, I love what you said. Where I really see it get tripped up though is actually like three to five years in. Because in the beginning, you might not have staff, you might not have rent, you might not have some expenses. Do you have more of that money to spend that money? And so you feel like, oh my goodness, I, I remember that. Like when I was just service-based, it was just me. You feel like, wow, I'm making a ton of profit and that feels really great. And so sometimes though, I think people get in those early spending habits, you know, they're spending early on. So when they need to hire staff or they need to have an office outside their home, then there's not the money to do it. So it's almost like that pinch of like three to five years in, people really start to feel like, okay, we're making a lot of sales, but for some reason we're not bringing home any of it. And I always say that comes back to spending. And then I just ask people, look at where your money went and then ask yourself, is that where I want it to go? Um, Because you really do have the option to sit down and tell your money, kind of as Dave Ramsey here in Tennessee says, like, tell your money where to go um, instead of wondering where it went. And I just love that so much because then you don't feel bad. I don't feel bad going on a trip. I don't feel bad investing in personal development or something because it's like, or professional development, because I have it in the plan. And if we make more money than expected, then it's like, let's go buy some, you know, it's just fun. You don't feel that spending guilt. And that's just, or that in the back of your mind thinking, was that okay? Was that okay that I just spent that? That's where I love just like, let's make a plan. Let's make a spending plan. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's it's, I feel like there's a lot of freedom to be found in that, which I think is kind of the whole point of a lot of people starting their small businesses and, and becoming entrepreneurs is they're seeking out this freedom. But then all of a sudden there's a lot of like restraint in the, when it comes to money. And so I love that you're able to provide that freedom for people. So um, speaking of which I'd love for you to tell everybody about the blueprint model, because I know that at the time that this episode is going to be live right now, the doors are closed. But uh, if you're listening to this in the week that this episode airs, the doors are going to be open for a few more days for people to get in on the blueprint model. So I'd love to hear all about it. Like what's your favorite part of teaching it? What do people walk away with? It's, it's, it's awesome. You guys, I can't wait for you to hear about this. Layla, you're so wonderful. I, um, every time that we are prepping for an enrollment, which we're doing right now, we're about to open doors. I fall in love with it all over again. And it's, it's honestly, you get this as an educator. It's really humbling to hear from people. The number one feedback that we get, this feels, this is going to feel like a humble brag. It's not meant to be, but it's literally like this program was life-changing for me. And I always, I'm so grateful for that. And I think it's a mindset course about going in. And so I call it your sixth building blocks for building a thriving business on your own terms. So I know that's kind of cliched right now, but that's truly what it is. So it's creating a vision for your business, understanding your offers, how to pitch those, how to then price them, how to market them to the audience. And then we go into in-depth about financial planning and forecasting and then managing money day to day. Because, you know, that's the thing we can create a plan, but if we don't have any idea how to keep up with the plan, it's like, how do we manage that? And so the blueprint model was really designed because I was um, about three years into business and I was completely full. Like my work schedule was completely blocked. I was charging tens of thousands of dollars to work with people one-on-one and which was 
getting almost hard for me, you know, when you're charging so much, it feels this weight of like, how do I make sure I'm delivering on this? And um, I thought, how can I create honestly the business program that I wish every entrepreneur could take? It's a foundational, how to understand your money, how to know your pricing correctly. Because once you have that, then you can go into any different facet of business. You can grow a different revenue stream because you know how to price profitably. You can create a different, a new spending plan or try something new or move to a new location or open a completely new business, which my students do all the time because you have these foundational tools of how to actually own and operate a business profitably and have it align with your own life values. So it's this beautiful six-week program that really walks through how do we make sure our money and our goals align with our life values? And then how do we manage that well? How do we keep up with those things day to day? And yeah, we've had hundreds of students go through it now, if not thousands, gosh, I don't even know at this point. And we've had it, I opened it in 2016. And it's just been a really amazing way that I can serve more people at a more manageable price point than I could ever have taken on by myself. You know, when I launched the Blueprint Model, it's funny, I knew of Marie Florio. She's the only one that I knew. I didn't, you know, I don't think the course world was what it is now by any means. Yeah. And so I, I literally was like, how can I, Shanna, become more, how can I have more Shannas? And I literally, Kyle and my husband and I sat down and we're like, well, why don't we just record these things and yeah. put them out to the world? And I mean, it's been amazing what has happened. And I think that's the beauty of finding a need, being able to fill that need and teach people. Like, I just want other people to get to have a business because like you said, the freedom my family has because of our business. And I want that for other people. And so I just always say there's, um, I took 15 years of finance education and talked through all the pitfalls that I see. When I've worked with people making $10,000 a year, I've worked with people making 10 million plus a year. It's always the same. It's the same things, pricing, spending, financial planning, understanding, managing money, taxes. Like those are the same no matter what business you have or how much money you're making. So that's what the blueprint is. It's a foundational. I wish every entrepreneur would take it. That's incredible. Yeah. I, I literally have said this before to you and I'll say it to everybody now. Like I sound like I am in a commercial when I talk about you, because <laughs> when I attended blueprint summit, I literally walked around being like, how the heck did I not know about like, why did nobody tell me that this existed a few years ago when I was struggling to understand my finances and like, I thought I'm good with money. I'm going to say that like outright, I am good with money, but it's not, it, that doesn't mean that you know what you're doing in a business. And so I really, I'm excited for people to hear about that. And, and I will say this too, like you guys know, if you're listening in, you know, I'm not one to like pitch or, or, you know, sell on this podcast at all. And that's not what we're doing. But I, when Shanna says people say that their life was changed by her, I sat in a conference of community members and students, and I wasn't a student of hers at the time. I like literally packed my bags and showed up like a month later after we met, because I was like, this girl knows what she's doing. I'm going to go find out what she's doing. She seems like a great educator. And she was, so I'm sitting in the audience and people are literally telling me like, this course changed my life. And people, by the way, that are now like industry leaders, you have taught a lot of people who are now leading the industry and who are educating inside the industry. And mm -hmm. I love seeing that. I feel like that ripple effect is just 
so inspiring. And that's, you know, I talk about that all the time with, with education. And so for anybody listening in being like, I don't know if it's for me, go check it out. We'll link it in the show notes, but also, or you can just go to, is it shannaskidmore.com? Is that where everything lives? Yes. Everything lives there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But we'll, we'll definitely link everything in the show notes as well for you guys go check it out. If for nothing else, like maybe you have a business bestie who's like maybe struggling or getting into the business and you can share it with them. But I just wish, I just wish I had it back in the day. And I'm excited to like have, I've been able to look through it now and see, you know, everything that's in there. And I know what my favorite parts have been just through like taking a tour. Shanna was kind enough to give me a tour of the blueprint model, but like, what's your favorite part of, and that might be hard. Cause it's like your baby. I mean, you have a real baby, but this is like your business. baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was my baby before I birthed a baby. Um, it's the labor of love. That's for sure. Um, Gosh, that is a hard question. I feel like every part is so integral, but I will say, I think the most life-changing part and the part that now it's funny you mentioned, yes, a lot of my clients are, you know, industry leaders now. And this idea of what is enough has really taken off. I, I saw it just yesterday with a student on a blog post, you know, talking about what is your enough number and that idea of what is enough is really freedom. And it's freedom for me to know this is what I need to make. And that might not look like what, you know, right now, as you mentioned with my daughter, she's still, baby, I have childcare three days a week. Like I have to come up with these realistic expectations of what is enough for our family to have the lifestyle we want, but also that will allow me to not be working more than three days a week. And I love my job. I would work all the time. You and I are the same, like we love what we do, but I love this little person more. And so just what is this balance and this freedom of, okay, I love my job. I want to do it. And knowing that enough number and financial planning and forecasting allows me to do that. So that's, I think the part that people really hold on to. Um, they just, what is enough? What is enough? What is enough? Like I heard so much during the pandemic and what a blessing this was. Shanna, I know I'm going to be okay because I know my number Mm -hmm. and I can get scrappy and figure it out. And that was so amazing because, you know, I think people, there's a lot of amazing training right now. There's a lot of training on getting your email list or being a great photographer, or there's so much amazing education. But I always tell people, like, I want to teach you how to be an incredible business owner, no matter what business you have, because I think all those trainings have a time and place, but it's like, let's get a foundation first and then learn about an email list and then learn about, you know, whatever editing presets or, you know what I'm saying? Like those things are amazing, but it's like most of, I would say 50% of my students have a different business now than when they started. Um, when I first met them. And I just love that it allows people to pivot and shift and add new revenue streams. I mean, think about you, like photography first, now you're in education. I'm sure you see this all the time. Like when you know how to run a business, you can pivot and add and do all those things. So anyways, I got on a tangent. I would say, what is enough? What do you have to have? And in years where you're, you know, like last year, taking maternity leave, I slowed down. My enough number was lower and that was okay. And I felt okay about it. So yeah, that would be my favorite. Okay. Now that you're saying that I can totally see how that would become my favorite too. Only because I remember so clearly, I think it was like my second year in business when, you know, the first year, like you said, you're figuring things out. The second year you start to catch on to trends and everyone around me at that time, that was like 2014. I feel like from 2014 to like 20. 
19, everybody said, or 2018, everybody said six figure business. I need a six figure business. This is how you make a six figure income. This is how you make six, fig six figures of profit. And I was like, okay, cool, cool, cool. That's a good goal. But like, I found myself asking my peers and my friends in the industry all the time, like, why? I mean, I actually did make that much, but I, it was like, why is that your goal? Yeah. And now I don't know if you've noticed this, but in the past, like four years, now it's seven figure. How do you get to seven figures? How do you get to seven figures? And I'm like, listen, if I never make it to seven figures, I'm good. Like, I don't need that. And I know that my lifestyle and my family, we don't need that number in my business. And I know also that there's a lot more that comes with getting to that point. Like you're, you probably will have to have a lot more expenses, a, a team to manage. There's a lot more that goes into it just than like bringing in money for fun. So I love that you say that. Cause I think it's encouraging for people to hear that that number is going to look different for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I literally just the other day joked, I think with my students, I said, let's be honest, seven is the new six. Like yes. oh there has been a dramatic shift and I'm not even on Instagram and I know that this is happening and I just, um, you know, it makes me sad when I worked in as a fortune 100 financial advisor, I remember, you know, we'd go to this big event every year and people would walk across the stage and they'd get all these awards. And I started it as a joke at blueprint summit, which is for my students. And um, we would do awards too, but it would be like, I had a baby this year. I bought a house this year. I hired a team member. I have my best year in sales. Like let's define success differently, the things that matter to us. And, you know, and I'm like, if you want the seven figure business or whatever you're, that's great. But like you said, define it for you. And I just get, so that's the whole thing with like replacing your corporate salary. Let's not let that be something that, you know, makes us feel guilty or sad or like a failure because you will get there. Um, it takes time. And so that's, yeah, I feel the exact same way about the six, seven figure thing that might not be your year. And that's okay. So encouraging. I just, I always feel very encouraged hearing people who are like, quite frankly, like you are the expert, you are the top of your field coming in and telling me and all of our listeners here that like, you, there is no quote unquote milestone that you have to hit in order to be a quote unquote success. Like success is what you make it. So I love that. Mm -hmm. We're going to get passionate right now. Bubba. I know we're like so fired up. I'm like, so I'm so I'm literally like hyped and Shanna can see my face right now. You guys can't. And I, I look a little crazy, but that's okay. Um, okay. I love hearing about this. Y'all go check out the blueprint model. As we wrap up, I've got to ask you our signature question. What is your unpopular opinion or opinions? Cause you might have more than what you probably have more than one. So on building a profitable business. And I feel like what we just talked about kind of, we all, I always do this. My, the people who are listening to the show are probably like, Lainey, you literally say the same thing every time that the whole episode was unpopular opinion, but whatever. So what is, what is your unpopular opinion around the finances of a profitable business? Lainey, uh, okay. I want everyone to know that you had no idea that I wrote this down preparing for this episode. I literally wrote down six or seven figure business as my <laughs> unpopular opinion. Reason why is I see so many entrepreneurs feel like failures trying to compare to other people. I'm going to get to your head over here. Like I have people reach out to me again, this is psychology part, I guess, coming in, but 
really struggling, just really struggling. I mean, I've had people ask me about mental illness, eating disorders, like so many byproducts. And it's like, why well, talk about finance? But, you know, and, and I'm honored that they would trust me with that. And it's like, we are putting so much pressure on ourselves. And now you're so right. Six figures has become the new seven figures. Seven figures become the new six figures, I guess. And so I just want to say for people, please know revenue is different than profit. And so what I see a lot is I was like red flag up when people talk about, I have a six figure, seven figure. That's great. I love transparency, but I often want to say like, is that sales or profit? Cause that's mm-hmm. very different. And let's just be real about what we're sharing. Um, because I feel like those numbers have become in some ways like a social proof. Like, look at me, I can do this because I run a six or seven figure business, but guys, please know I have clients, a lot of them that run multi seven figure businesses and some of them that have zero profit. And so they're still coming to me, still crying on phone calls. Like I have nothing left. And so, yeah, that's probably my biggest unpopular opinion. Like you can build a beautiful business and it can make, I have clients that make 50,000 a year working three days a week. And that's an amazing salary. I just, I'm like, that's amazing. Depending on where you live, let's be honest. (laughs) But you know, some people that they can survive on that or, you know, and I have seven figure business owners who are struggling really mentally, physically struggling. And so let's build it based on what you want on your terms, the lifestyle you want. And that I love comes down to knowing some simple numbers. What do you need? What do you have to have? listen back into a marketing plan. And that's, you know, that's what I teach every single day. Um, because I truly am, I love entrepreneurship. I wish everybody would be an entrepreneur (laughs) and yeah. So that's where I, that's where I just want to like go into the ring for people. Like you're doing great. You're doing awesome. Let's not let numbers be something that make us feel bad. Um, in that way and compare. I love how encouraging that is. And I love, I mean, it's just true. It's so true. And I I feel like we build our businesses in order to have a life that we love. And so often we just get wrapped up in like goals that don't serve us. So I I love, I love every time you talk, I love talking to you every time. Um, And I'm, I'm sure that our listeners have loved this episode too. So for one last time, you guys, I'm going to list everything in the show notes, but Shanna, where can people connect with you? Cause you are Instagram free. So what's the best way for them to like follow what you're doing? Yeah. So shannaskimmer.com is the hub. That's where they'll find everything and really get on my email list. I do try really hard, even though I'm not always super consistent to show up to my email subscribers. I um, don't have Instagram. I'm really not on the socials. Um, So the only way that I'm social is through email. And then I do a lot of live trainings just because I do love interacting with people. And so I do that for people on my email list. Sometimes when we're opening enrollment, sometimes just because. So yeah, shannaskimmer.com, get on that email list and we'll hang out on the email. I love it. I'm on her email list and I can vouch for uh, the, the content and the quality and just like everything you put out is awesome. Can you guys tell I'm such a Shanna fan? I'm literally like, I'm so glad that we happened upon each other. And I'm like super grumpy as you guys can tell that I did not have Shanna in my life until a few years ago, but that's okay. Same. I need like me in my life all the time. And I want to just say, I'm going to write down after we get off, like goals that do not serve us. That was so beautiful. What you said, 
Um, and I just, if, if people listening can walk away with nothing else, like you truly can build a business that is life-giving to you. And I just want to give people permission to do that. Um, and they can let go of like, you know, all the other things. Um, and you have to, honestly, you have to let go of all those things in order to really focus on the business you want. So yeah, good line there, Laylee. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, I absolutely agree. I absolutely agree. So thank you so much for coming on the show, friend. Thank you for asking me. This is such an honor. For show notes and resources mentioned on today's episode, head to SoHere'sTheThingPodcast.com. This show is brought to you by the Creative Educator Academy, where we teach creative entrepreneurs how to teach, because I believe that industries thrive when experts can share their knowledge well. If you're enjoying the podcast, I'd love to read your review on iTunes or see your rating on Spotify. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll catch you on the next episode.